You're listening to Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, a new podcast series by me, Kelly Track. I'm a business coach. I'm the soon-to-be published author of P.S. You're a Genius. And I'm a professional figure-it-outer, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. In this mini-series, we're exploring all those feelings and emotions that come up right before you're about to do something big, and how exactly you figure it out along the way. In my case, it's the launch of my very first published book, coming this November 2021. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the show. We are doing another episode in the mini-series here on the podcast, um, and the mini-series is called Kelly Track is Figuring It Out, aka the reason for the different intro music and uh, word overlay of the music. What is the what is the official name for that? I always have it saved as intro track <laughs> here on my garage band where I record all my podcasts. But anywho, I have my chai rooibos tea. I always drink the same chai rooibos from Yogi Teas, the ones that have the cute little affirmations. Ooh, I should tell you my affirmation today. It's sitting on my rose quartz crystal uh, circular coaster with a gold dip rim. Um, very cute, very on brand for Kelly Track in my pink Joko reusable mug. And the quote says, let your heart speak to others' hearts. Very cute. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, we're going back to the podcast. How could I get off track already at the start? Okay. This week we're talking about staying the course, even though you are tired and you want to quit. In this week's episode, we're going to talk about how to hold on and kind of keep going because you need to cross the finish line and essentially not give up at the 11th hour because I feel like the 11th hour miracle is very real and sometimes we just need to cross the finish line. Okay, let me give you some context as to where I got the information not information, inspiration, where I got the inspiration from for this podcast. No, nobody is feeding me information that I just regurgitate to you on the podcast. Um, Most of the podcast topics come from my own life or things that come up in my clients' lives that I feel like are relevant themes that I should bring up and share here. Okay. Essentially, this podcast episode is for anybody who is kind of going through the inferno and is really close to that finish line, but is very tired, um, and is struggling to get that last bit of momentum, AKA, uh, me. So, uh, as you know, the launch of my very first published book comes out very soon. It is November 30th. This is the day I have been looking forward to for the last two full years. And it has been almost two years of me working solely on one project, um, writing the book or getting the agent or, you know, editing it or putting together book marketing stuff. Um, we're at like the final push before the end. And sometimes the final push towards the end is the hardest damn bit. It's like you have been running the marathon and you know, you're in the last like 30 minutes of the race and you're like, Oh, I'm in the last bit. I just need to stay mentally strong make sure and pray that my runners are like totally tied up, will not come undone. And I just need to run my tush off. I'm so close. We all know that feeling. That's pretty much how I'm feeling about the book because, um, I have done all the things I've done all the marketing prep. Everything is ready to go. Literally emails are just waiting to be sent. Everything is ready in terms of the book, the book is at the printers. It's getting shipped out to folks. Like I've got all my videos done. 
the sales pages are done. The sales emails are done. Literally, literally every single thing is, is like done. And then, um, we're at the point of just waiting for the flip to just switch. And all of a sudden I get to release all of it. And that's when the party starts. Like literally all this work I've been working on for the last two years, it comes down to pretty much two months, October and November, AKA the month of pre-orders and the month of the book release. Um, and then in, in December too, technically of like when the book's out and I start doing more interviews and media. So like, I've got this huge push for the next three months here and all of my work for the last two years comes down to these three months in terms of me doing all this stuff. And I'm like right there at the finish line. We're so close to this launch and, 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 and I am, to be honest, I am very tired. There is a part of me that is like, oh my God, I cannot touch one more book marketing activity. Do I really have to write another email? Do you know that energy, even if you're loving the project or you're loving what you're doing, there's that final home stretch when you're like, I am so close to just stopping here and laying down and taking a nap and forgetting about the rest of this project. So truthfully, this is where I'm at a little bit in terms of the journey. And I just want to share that it is very normal to hit this part of the journey, right? It's like hitting the part of the marathon. Um, as a person who has built many businesses and started many businesses with other clients, um, and created a lot of things, whether that is big, hefty online courses from start to finish, like your conscious empire, or like launching my membership site or launching a podcast or, you know, just all that kind of stuff. As a person who understands all of the stamina that it requires to build something and get it off the ground, this is one of the most defining inflection points that you need to cross to get to the other side because this part will take you out for sure because it is the it's sort of like that metaphor of like it's the darkest before the dawn this is i think mentally the hardest part to be in is like the moment before it all works out the moment before you launch the moment before you hit publish the moment before you show up for like your first webinar literally truly that moment is um, oof. If you can push through it, you can get to the other side. But this is a place where a lot of people give up. Um, and this is a place that feels like it's an easy stopping point. And it's a place you have to catch yourself if you find yourself wanting to quit and give up when you're really exhausted, even though you are so close to the finish line. So I want to give you some tools to navigate this time of your life if you're experiencing it. So my first tip for you comes from lifeguarding actually back in the day. And this is one of my best tips. And this is going to get written into any future upcoming books if I write more books, which I probably will if I am given the opportunity to write more books. Anyways, this was something I learned when we were in our lifeguard training and it was about boats and what to do if your boat capsizes. And it was so fascinating because we all watched this video of this person. They were on a lake and their boat capsized and they were swimming to the shore and they were swimming to the shore just fine. But as soon as their feet could touch the ground and kind of feel the sand underneath their feet while they're still in the water, they all of a sudden started to drown. And most drownings actually occurred closest to shore where people could literally from there on out walk to the shore um, and get to safety. But it was like this like thing in their head where people would 
like freak out and then drown when they could have just simply walked from there. And I remember us watching a video in class of this and it was bonkers. Cause I was like, cause you literally think, Oh my God, you've made it this far. You swam just fine up until this point. All you got to do is like put your feet on the ground and like walk out from here. Like you're so close. Just keep going. I think about this a lot when I hit this point in the journey where you feel the friction and you feel the fire and you're tired and you want to stop and you want to quit, but you are literally the swimmer who has made it to, you know, the shoreline and your feet are truly on the ground and you could just walk out from here. You're so close and you got to remind yourself that when you're hitting that 11th hour and it's like you, you're right there. You are right there. You just got to keep going this little stretch more. I really reflect on this metaphor a lot and I think about it when times get really hard and, and I'm really in that inferno and I'm in that like last home stretch because it is challenging and it is difficult and you've got to like push it, you know, at the last minute you're like, I got to just cross over this finish line. My second tip is to give yourself something to look forward to and put something fun in the calendar that you can really anticipate and think about as your treat at the end of this. So I really used to enjoy the Full Focus Planner by Michael, is it Michael Singer? Oh my God, why am I blanking on his name? Hold on, I'm gonna Google this now. Full Focus Planner, Michael Hyatt. LOL. Michael Singer was the one that wrote the surrender experiment, which, um, I could probably use a little bit of that surrendering energy right now. So it's always the universe cracking a joke like that. Anyways, full focus planner. I really enjoy this planner. And whenever I'm in a really busy season of life, I like to use it. I have a, a discount link for $10 off for you at kellytrack.com tools. If you want to give it a try, but at the start of the planner, you go through and you plan out your goals for the year. And you write down at the end, when I accomplish this, I'm going to treat myself to blank. And I thought this was a very interesting point from the standpoint of more of like the psychology of achievement and going after goals because, um, when I was, uh, what year was it? 2020. Yeah. When I was in 2020, I had set out the goal of getting a book deal and a literary agent. And the thing I would treat myself to at the end of writing my book was a weekend trip up in Whistler, uh, and some time at the Scandinav spa, which is this great, um, Scandinavian hot, cold bath experience with like eucalyptus steam room and eucalyptus sauna and, um, hot tubs and they have cold pools. I obviously do not go in the cold pools. You're supposed to, I do not. I'm like only the hot things, only the warm things keep me away from the cold things. <laughs> and they have like amazing yummy tea and they have like yummy food. Anyways, I was like, I'm going there, but I'm going to book myself a weekend. I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to go have a great weekend, stay somewhere nice in Whistler and like treat myself. And that was like my little thing that I would look forward to when I was writing my book. And when things got hard, I'd be like, Hey, well, I have this spa weekend coming up and like, I'm going to go do that when, um, when book is done. And I thought that was just a very fascinating point that came from the full focus planner, because it was something I would lean on and reflect on when times were kind of frustrating. And it just was like, almost like the light at the end of the tunnel. And it was just like reminding me that, Oh, you know, when you make it through this difficult phase, there's something on the other side that's fun and exciting for you. So I encourage you to do the same thing. Like think about if there's an activity you could put in your calendar that you could use as a reward, um, at the end of this big journey or this big goal or project, even if it's as simple as going out with your best friend for your favorite coffee and like 
splurging on your favorite almond milk latte with the extra dollar for the house-made almond milk, whatever it is for you, like your favorite treat of choice. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be big. It could be even getting your favorite journal that you really like or treating yourself to some pretty stationery or buying a crystal or maybe it looks just like, I don't know, buying the tea that you enjoy, you know, a box of the tea that you really like. And maybe it's like fancy tea. It's like, you know, whatever, $15 a box and it's artisan and well-crafted, but you love this tea and it's got like, you know, a lavender, lavender blend, um, treat yourself to whatever it is and put that as your goal or like as your reward. I find that can be very, very helpful. So for me right now with all this book marketing stuff and coming up to book launch, the treat and the reward on my end is obviously my uh, California trip, um, which I am really looking forward to and something I really want to do. So I've kind of put that in there as something to just, you know, daydream about when I get tired about reading about PS Your Genius for the 800th time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So put something fun in the calendar for yourself. My third tip is to really double down on the things that give you stamina and kind of know that this part is coming and be prepared for it. It really reminds me of a spin class. I used to do a lot of spin class during non-COVID times and I would really obviously love the very intense ones. Um, I'm an intense person. I have a lot of energy. I like to take my energy out via physical activity <laughs> and spin class is great for that because you can just really work up a huge sweat and remove all stress through spinning your feet at, I don't know, between 65 to 100 RPMs. <laughs> so when I would hit really intense points in uh, the spin class, usually like there would be always like a challenge kind of towards the end where the instructor would really, really push you. And I kind of remember, you know, you kind of know when things are kind of coming up. Say the class is 45 minutes. Well, like around the 30 minute mark, that moment of like the hardest drill is coming up. So it's like going into that, it's like you almost are like mentally preparing yourself and you're like, okay, I'm going to get my sip of water. I'm going to towel off a little bit right now. I'm going to take some like deep breaths and then I'm going to like push it, right? I'm going to like do this. <laughs> I'm going to commit to it. I'm a very intense person in a spin class. I like to really go all out. No surprise. I like to like go all out in all areas of my life, but, um, really doubling down in those moments and that final push and really leaning on the things that give you the stamina. It's like taking the sip of the water you know, in the middle of the spin class um, and, and the instructor putting on like an amazing song that like gives you so much energy and fire. Now, in a work context and in a work setting, let me break down what this would look like. So when I'm hitting the final stretch of a project, I am like, okay, what are my things that I need? What are the things that I need in place to give me that sustained energy and stamina when I know I'm at my tiredest? I know I'm at my weakest. I know that mentally I'm just like, not even making the best decisions right now because I'm fatigued, right? The mental fatigue is there. So it's like setting yourself up for success, meaning like in the morning I have like my green smoothie every single day, right? My consistent Be Well by Kelly Fab Four smoothie, her book, Body Love, which is linked at kellytrack.com slash tools, which is down in the show notes if you want it. But I, I religiously swear by this smoothie. I've been having it every single day for probably the last four or five years. Um, ever since Body Love came out, um, I've got that set up in place in the morning. My lunch is set. I have the same lunch every single day. Or, uh, organic kale, organic red cabbage, uh, chickpea, and Primal Kitchen vegan Caesar salad dressing with half an avocado or a quarter of an avocado. Those two meals, boom, in place, another fab for meal. Um, but those two things, just having those two things in my workday set me up for so much success because I 
you know, I'm getting tired. And right when you're tired, you make not great decisions or you're like, you know what, maybe I'll just skip lunch and then you're going to get hungry later. And then it's going to dip into your productivity or you, we all know what that's like when we get tired and then we're like, oh, well, I'll just go on Instagram for a little bit to take a break when it would have been better if we go outside for a walk. So it's like thinking about where you can set yourself up for success right at the very end to make it so easy for you to be in good habits to just keep that energy high and doing what you need to do whether that is like getting meals delivered or having a like food delivery package for you or um even having simple go-tos and simple things you can do every day like having the same smoothie during very busy times where it's like okay I know that my smoothie is taken care of. It's sort of like the same thing as when Steve Jobs wore the same thing all the time. It's like one last decision to make, clearing up those kinds of things. Um, But really consider what brings you stamina and what are little activities you can do to keep your energy high when you know that it's waning. Okay, so my fourth tip for you is to redefine what success looks like to you. This was a tip I got in university when I was doing a business case competition um, and our head coaches had made us all write down what success meant because even if we didn't place and make a spot on the podium for ourselves and we didn't win essentially gold, silver, or bronze, we all need to know what success looked like. And I thought this was such a helpful exercise and really defining what success means to you. I had this little green sticky note where I wrote down a couple things of what it meant to um, be successful and what that meant to me. And I carried it around and I glued it to my phone and I had it with me at all times. I would look at it at all times. And um, I actually just pulled it out of my like trinkets box. I have two small boxes of trinkets of things that I keep over the years. I am a very much a minimalist, um, but I keep little things that are important to me. And this is one of the things that I kept. So I'm going to read it to you. Um, it kind of makes me emotional. I don't know why it makes me a little choked up. Um, okay. What does success look like? Number one, I do the best I absolutely can. Number two, I literally give it my hundred percent. There is nothing else I could do possibly to make it better. I am proud of what I accomplished independent of my results. My work shows my authentic self. I didn't take any shortcuts. I want to share what I accomplished and I want the world to see it. I don't know. It's really beautiful. Um, a lot of this really rings true for me. You know, when I think about what success really means, the thing, the line on here that sticks out to me the most and what I always come back to in moments where I'm hitting the 11th hour and I'm exhausted. And when I think about what success really means to me, it's this line. I am proud of what I accomplish independent of my results. Man, I'm going to read that one again. I am proud of what I accomplish independent of my results. It can be very helpful for you to redefine success and what success really looks like for you in this season of your life. You know, when I think about my book and me heading into the launch and all of this, this is like, this is a big moment. Like this is a big moment we've all been waiting for. I mean, especially me, a lifelong goal coming true. Um, And this is when you kind of got to understand what success looks like and what surrender looks like. And kind of knowing that you put everything out on the table, you tried, you showed up, independent of results, you're proud of what you did. And that, my friends, I think can really help you in that 11th hour is remembering that you are showing up, you are trying your hardest and like, this is it. You're giving it your everything. Whatever happens, happens, but you know that you absolutely tried your best and you can sleep easy at night knowing that you really did your best. So if this exercise calls to you and speaks to you, write down what success looks like to you. Um, it can be very helpful. I'm actually going to keep this and stick this, um, stick this on my desk. Cause it's really, uh, this is a very helpful reminder during this season of my life. <laughs> this little green old sticky that I wrote down in, um, university 
gosh, I would have been so young back then, uh, is, is still holding true and ringing true for me now. So that's tip four is really redefined success. So my fifth tip for you, and the final thing I want to share with you, unless anything else intuitively comes to mind, is this concept of taking it to completion, which is something I got from the success principles, which is by, oh my God, the dude who wrote chicken soup. I'm blanking on his name. This is a great book. And uh, it's also linked at kellytrack.com slash tools. It's one of my favorite reads on success. Is it Jack Canfield? I think it's Jack Canfield. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's going to be like somebody being like, who wrote PS Your Genius? I don't know. Was it some this person? Was it that person? I'm not sure. You know what? Out of integrity, uh, let me just quickly Google for this one. The success principles. Jack Canfield. Okay, amazing. Perfect. I really hope that karma pays off if somebody is on a podcast and is like, who wrote PS Your Genius? Oh yes, Kelly Track. Okay, that girl. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now we're energetically balanced in karma. Okay, so this concept of taking it to completion. This is a very powerful one. This He teaches it a little bit differently in terms of like starting and finishing tasks at once and putting bookends on tasks so you finish what you finish and you take it to completion. So for example, say you just had lunch. You could put your dishes in the sink or you could take it to completion and finish this entire task by putting the dishes in the dishwasher. Then it would be like, closed loop, right? So you always want to be closing loops wherever possible and finishing tasks entirely versus creating more work down the road. Life-changing concept, truly. Something I live and breathe by and something I think about all the time. I try to take things to completion all the time. The truly life-changing tip, the success principles linked at kellytrack.com slash tools. If you want a motivational kick in the butt, uh, it's a great book. But what I'm going to say is a little bit slightly different, but it's the same still phrase of taking it to completion. Like, mentally finishing what you start. I think there is immense satisfaction in just getting to the freaking finish line. And it's just like, I did this. I did this. It's like when you make your bed in the morning times like 10, cause you're finishing up some huge ass project. But it's also in this sense with this underlying tone of like, you owe it to yourself to finish. Let's use the metaphor of you running a race. Okay. You doing a marathon and you have literally 30 minutes of this marathon left and you're considering stopping here. You got to remember, you literally signed up for this race. You paid for this race. You trained for this race. You ate energizing food before this race. You've had your banana. You've had your water. You have ran the majority of this race. You literally owe it to yourself to finish it. Like, I mean, yeah, you can stop right here. No problem. Nobody's gonna say anything if you stop. Seriously. And if you want to stop, you can stop. 100% all good. There's a time and a place to quit stuff, you know, when it's not working. That's a whole other conversation. Quitting uh, comes up a lot inside of PS Your Genius. Yet, if it's something you want, you got to keep going, right? You got to just finish the race because you owe it to yourself and you've made it this far. There's that other quote that always floats around the internet that's like, I didn't just make it this far to make it this far. Sometimes I think about that, you know, during this, this season of, you know, when you're right at the end of the finish line. Um, it's like you owe it to yourself to play full out. Like you have to kind of leave it all on the table and you gotta try it and you gotta do it because you've made it this far. That's definitely how I feel about like the book. There was a time this year when I was, how would I describe it? I was going through a lot of changes in my life and I was feeling very melancholy and frustrated and not uh, stoked about marketing my book and working on it and all that jazz. And I kind of was just like, there was a, I was actually working with Chrissy Bartelt before and I was just sort of 
kind of falling out of love with it, which, you know, happens on long-term projects. You go in waves, right? When you're like, this is the best thing ever to like, oh my God, this is a drag. I don't enjoy reading this again. Like, I don't know if this is good. Is this even worth it? You know, as projects and creative pursuits go, you know, that, that's what happens. But there was a phase when I was kind of like, you know, I wasn't really giving my book marketing efforts a 10 out of 10 shot. And I kind of had to have a moment where I was like, Kelly, last time I checked, you paid for a course on how to write a book proposal. You spent a significant amount of time and energy writing a 50 page book proposal. Okay. You pitched over 200 agents. Okay. That took a freaking crap load and ass load of time. You got on phone calls with agents. You got a deal from an agent. You got on a phone call with a publishing house. Uh, you got an offer. You sat down and wrote a book for four months. Okay. And then you spent consecutively many more months editing said book. And now, now you want to be like, I'm tired. I don't feel like marketing this now. Seriously. You, you, you did all that other shit. And now you're going to be, now you're going to, you're going to quit now. Like really, like really Kelly Drock. Seriously, seriously. You did so much freaking work. (laughs) Sometimes you have to remind yourself how much work you've already put in and how far you've made it. And you just need to go a little bit more to the end, like just a freaking little bit more. Um, because you kind of owe it to yourself because you got to sort of see it through because you've made it this far. Um, obviously contingent on the fact that you love your project and you want to keep going. Right. So you got to just take it to completion sometimes. And you kind of have to like mentally override that part of you that is tired. And I know for me, wants to go lay down in my bed and sleep for a week and then come back out later when the book is launched and magically skip over book marketing stuff, (laughs) which is ironic because I've spent a lot of time planning for book marketing and book marketing is actually truly, I think in my opinion, it's probably the sexiest part. It's the part where I get to like not be behind the computer 24 seven typing away, um, at my very long hundred page Google doc with all the, all the words of PSU genius. So just take it to completion. So I think this is a good place to put a bow on this conversation. I'm going to loop through the five things we talked about today in terms of how to stay the course when you're exhausted and want to quit, AKA advice I'm giving to myself in the present moment. Um, but I'm not quitting because I worked really hard on this book and I'm proud of it. Okay. Number one, remember the metaphor from lifeguard training. Well, remember the metaphor that I told you from my lifeguard training, (laughs) unless you were in the same class as me and you saw the same video, most drowning accents happen closest to shore because when people's boats capsize, usually they can make it no problem to, um, kind of the shoreline where their feet can touch the ground a little bit. But once their feet can touch the ground, that's when they actually freak out internally and drown unless a lifeguard saves them. So remember that you're so freaking close and you're just there and your feet are touching the ground. You might as well just walk out from here and you can do it. You're so close. You got to remind yourself that don't be the person that drowns, uh, closest to shore. Okay. Number two, put something fun in the calendar at the end to reward yourself. I know, I know we're all like donkeys with carrots on the stick. It works though. It works, but put something fun in there. Okay. Even if it's as truly as simple as going to your favorite cafe with your best friend and treating yourself to the $5 almond milk latte, whatever it is, some sort of little reward to, you know, keep you inspired and keep you happy and something to look forward to when you're tired and you're looking at the computer at 9 PM and you're rubbing your eyes and you're wiped, but you're like, you know what? I am going to the Scandinavian spa in Whistler and it's going to be great when I'm in that hot tub and my book is done. It's going to be amazing. So like have something in the calendar to keep you motivated. 
Number three, double down on the things that give you stamina. You're going to be the most tired and most exhausted at the end. So really double down on your self-care, your food, your sleep, your snacks, your breaks, those kinds of things. Get those little success rituals, as I like to call them, in check. Set yourself up for success in terms of like having the smoothie that you love every day. That's my example. Um, Having a go-to lunch that nourishes you every single day. That's another example from me because it just is an easy thing to check off during the day to keep you focused versus when you're like, oh, I'll just push through and keep working and skip lunch. Um, Double down on the things that you know work for you and do them. Little things too, like taking showers, washing your hair, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, putting on your favorite pair of cozy socks. Do the things that make you feel good at the end. Number four, redefine success and really write down what success means to you and make sure that you are doing it. I know for me, My favorite line of what I wrote down in terms of what success looks like to me is I am proud of what I accomplish independent of my results. So I like to go into that final stage being like, am I going to be proud of this? Did I give it my everything? Did I put it all on the line? Because I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to be living with any regrets being like, oh, I wish I did more work. I wish I tried a little bit harder. Um, I wish I, you know, played full out. Really think about what does success mean to you and make sure you are living it in real time. And number five, take it to completion, finish the task and like close it out. Um, You owe it to yourself to cross the finish line. If this is a project you really care about, of course you can quit anything at any time. If this is something you want to quit, seriously quit. I'm a big fan of quitting yet. If this is something you really love and something you're really proud of. And if you think this is something that could change a lot of people's lives or even one person's life, you kind of owe it to yourself and the other people to put it out there. So yeah, take it to completion. Um, you know, don't deprive the world of your genius. The world needs your genius. Uh, it really does. You are very special and very important. So I hope you know that. Um, yeah, those are the five things I want to pass off to you today and things that I am literally using in real time as I close out this very, uh, busy season of my life and this very exciting yet terrifying season of the launch of my first published book, which brings up all the feels and all the emotions in the absolute best way possible. So I hope you resonate with today's episode. I hope you garnished a couple bit of nuggets of wisdom from it. Um, and I hope that there was something in here that you found handy or useful or, um, something that could help you and support you during a hard time. I feel like, man, I just wish sometimes people would give me good advice during hard times. Um, actually they do. I just have to seek them out a lot, but it would be great if I could just have them people saying amazing things to me in my ears 24 seven being like, you can do it, Kelly. You can do it. You can do it. I should just record myself saying that on a loop. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. That would drive me freaking bonkers. <laughs> Listening to myself for hours consecutively being like, you can do it, Kelly Truck. Um, okay, that's going to pretty much be my audiobook cheering you on for eight hours as I read P.S. You're a Genius. And oh, hey, by the way, that was a really fun life update that I don't think I shared on the podcast yet. I got the deal uh, to narrate my own narrow, uh, narrate my own audiobook, which is something I really wanted and um, asked for, and I got. So they liked my audition tape. Um, I will be reading on behalf of Kelly Track for Kelly Track. <laughs> um, so I'm really stoked. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, that's the show for you today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here, and I will catch you back here soon. All right, bye. Thanks so much for listening to my show. I so appreciate you being here. And hey, if you want to order your copy of P.S. You're a Genius, an unconventional guide to finding your innate gifts, even when you feel like you have none, you can pre-order it today at kellytrack.com books. That's kellytrack.com books. I hope my book finds its way to your doorstep this November 2021. Alrighty, catch you back here soon. Adios.